0: This episode is brought to you by KG Productions for Krishnanos. Good morning. So we are doing the Gita and continuing from from that chapter, which is chapter 14. And we had done verse 43. Now in that verse 43, there were some one or two lines left behind because we didn't have time. So today we will try to cover up for those two lines but I will read your all verse 44 today. Okay. So, we are doing Uddhava Gita chapter 14 verse 44. One who is discontented is poor. He who is not a master of his senses is mean. One who is not attached to sense objects is lordly and one who is attached to sense objects is the reverse of him. Now this is verse 44. Now in verse 43 we had to do a recap of two small lines which is the human body is a home and he indeed is called rich who is rich in virtues. So the human body is a home. In almost all the ancient scriptures, it is written that if I want to find God, I have to seek within. That means the God is within me. I have to seek him myself somewhere inside. So what does it mean? If I have to search for God inside, what does it mean? The idea that I am a small portion of the divine has been understood by literally everybody. The God lives everywhere, you know this line. And God is there within me also, so I am a part of that divine. But I don't know much about it. So if I don't know much about it, what do I do? Let us say, when I read any of the books that are the holy books, it is written that I have to go to a holy place. Number one, I have to go to a place of worship. Then I have to go to that God over there and find him and worship him and give him offerings and do some prayers and all those. These are basic things which are written in literally all the religions in the world, isn't it? It's written in Christianity, in Islam, in Hinduism, in you name it, you know, Judaism, any other religion also, that I got to go to some temple and find this God, I got to go to this place of worship rather. Actually the place of worship, where is it? You know most of our sages have gone to the Himalayas and have been sitting there alone meditating What are they meditating on? They are meditating on the self. They carry their bodies to those places, whichever place that they have to go to. They go to the Himalayas or some great mountain somewhere and they sit over there in meditation on their self. Have they gone to any temple? No. Have they gone to any holy place? No. Then where is the holy place? Where is the temple? Where is the God? So did you get the point? The God, the holy place, the temple is all this inside this body. And that is the reason why Krishna says to Uddhava, this is the home. Now we have a lower self and a higher self. The lower self is a petty one, very small, petty, absolutely human one. To find the God outside is that petty one. He goes to temples and holy places and all these places of worship and does all kinds of journeys and he tries to search for God, but the one who tries to find the God within is the holiest of the person. Because you have to find the God within. Now next, we talk of what is called as the macrocosm and the microcosm. Macrocosm, huge one, is outside of us. Microcosm is within us. What is there in the microcosm is there in the microcosm. That means whatever is there outside is there within the human being also so if i think that there is a heaven outside and there is a hell outside the heaven and the hell is actually within you in the microcosm we have done this in the two verses isn't it to find heaven and to find hell it is within your mind only it's not anywhere outside it's within you it's within your mind so the body is the house for all these things. So in this house, what do you do? You can make it into a wonderful place or you can make it into the worst places on earth also. How do you keep a temple? How do you keep a place of worship? You clean it nicely and you you know, light incense and so on and so forth and decorate it. So this body which is a temple has to be considered like that. So you need to honour it, honouring it and looking at the God within, you will be able to reach the zenith, the highest point in life, which is called liberation, you can. So body is a tool for liberation. Without this tool, it is not possible to achieve anything. Even the gods or the demons, if they do not have a human body, they cannot reach emancipation. They cannot reach liberation. No way. So they got to take up human bodies. So the human body has a very great significance in our life. So we have to honor this body and we have to look at it as a temple, a place of worship. That is why Krishna says, the human body is a whole. So now we go to the next one, he says, he indeed is called rich, who is rich in virtues. Now how many virtues are there? Do you really know how many virtues actually exist in mankind? It's a little difficult to understand. So, I am going to read those virtues to you. I want you to listen to them carefully. I will tell you from another scripture where they are written. So, listen to it. This is in the Bhagavad Gita. It's in the Bhagavad Gita, chapter 16, verse 1, 2 and three. So 16.1, 16.2, 16.3. Krishna has described the virtues. If I sit to give you the explanation, it will become, you know, instead of Uddhava Gita, it will become Bhagavad Gita explanation. Don't bother about it just now. I'm just going to read it for you. For your understanding purpose. If you want an in depth explanation, please join my Bhagavad Gita satsang on every Tuesday in the morning. Okay, it is there at 8 o'clock, every Tuesday morning I am doing those ver- verses over there. If you are missing out on few verses, please go back, there's an entire, you know, repository of those verses in the YouTube, in Facebook, you go to our website krishnanose.com You go to any of the podcast channels, there are more than 1800 channels in which it is available. Please go and listen to it. You will get a better understanding. This verse is there which is 16.1, 16.2, 16.3 from the Bhagavad Gita. I am just going to read, listen to it. Absolute fearlessness, perfect purity of mind. Constant fixity in the yoga of meditation for the sake of self-realization. Charity in its sattvic form. Control of the senses. Worship of God and deities as well as one's elders including the performance of the Agnihotra. Other sacred duties. Study and teaching of the Vedas and other sacred books as well as the chanting of God's names and glories. Suffering hardships from the discharge of one's sacred obligation and uprightness of the mind as well as the body and the senses. This was verse 1, .1. 16.1. 16.2 says, Non-violence in thought, words and deeds, truthfulness and geniality, of speech, absence of anger, even on provocation, disclaiming doership in respect of action, quietitude or composure of mind, abstaining from slander, compassion towards all creatures, absence of attachment to the object of senses, even during their contact with the senses, mildness, a sense of shame in transgressing the scriptures of social conventions and abstaining from frivolous pursuits. Verse 3 says, Sublimity, forgiveness, fortitude, external purity, bearing enmity to none and absence of self-esteem. These are the virtues of a very virtuous human being. When you have these virtues, then you are called rich. Otherwise, you are a poor man. Got it? So, when you are rich in these virtues, then you can say that I am really, truly a very fortunate being. You have heard this, I have just read it out to you. Please understand that all these virtues we have to cultivate. They are not there just for, okay, I am a virtuous being, so I am like this. No, you have to cultivate them. Imagine just a virtue called forgiveness if I just take forgiveness as a virtue. Do we forgive people for what they have done? We don't want to forgive anybody. We carry the grudge throughout our life. Some person who might have done something to us way back in time, we carry the grudge. Are you a virtuous person then if you cannot have forgiveness in you, then you got to have forgiveness. These are certain things which we have to know. Are you fearless? You are fearful of everything in the way. You're fearful that tomorrow something is going to happen. You're fearful that I will not have any money left. You're fearful about your own life your health, your wealth, your happiness, everything. So you want insurance policies. You want to insure against all these things and you want to have that fallback plan. Why do you need the fallback plan? Is because you are very fearful. Isn't fear the factor which is the greatest selling point in insurance? Insurance is sold by being very fearful, isn't it? That is how it works. Because they know that you are very fearful, so they will give you insurance. I want you to think about it. You have paid premium. How much have you collected so far from the insurance companies? Ask yourself that. You haven't. So then what are you talking about? So this is the thing. Is your mind pure? No. There is so much of contamination going on in the mind. Constantly you are contaminated. Something or the other keeps on happening. Time and again you are falling down continuously. Are you in oneness with the divine? No, that is called yoga. The oneness with the divine is called yoga. Are you one with God? You are not. You are thinking, what will I do? What is going to happen? How am I going to live? What is my future? Everybody is so much worried. So I hope you got the answer. So these last two lines I had left yesterday for Just giving you a recap of what it means. So, he indeed is called rich who is rich in virtue. So we are moving to verse 44. One who is discontented is poor. Discontented. A man is constantly discontented. He is always thinking, I want this and I want that. See, when you have one job, you want another one. And when you get that job, then you want another one. And you get one more and then you want another one. Money. In the initial stages when you are taking up this job, it is very nice. Because you are getting good money. Okay. Suppose you are getting 25,000 earlier and now you are getting 50,000 in a new job. In less than few months, two, three months later, you are Going to look at the salary of your colleague. Oh, my colleague is drawing 1 lakh rupees. I am getting only 50, half of it. I want 1 lakh rupees. So you are going to be discontented over there. And then you will say the company cheated me, you know. I should have known about this. The other fellow is getting more than me, double than mine. And so you keep on fighting with the bosses and then thinking about it, what is this that is happening? So this salary part of it, you want more. So you go and fight with your boss. I want one lakh rupees. The boss takes, go take a hike, get lost. And then you are a discontented person and you don't want to give the whole amount of job that you are doing. See, if you are given a project, if it has to be done in one day or two days, you will take four days or five days and even then you will bugger it up. And then you will say, "Ah, sorry boss, I was doing it properly, you know, this fellow did like that and that fellow did like that and she did this and she did that. Oh, wow. And then what happens, the discontented employee keeps on continuing with the job is getting another. 10 or 20,000 rupees more in the next year and he is still dissatisfied. And he says and he looks at that boss of his. Oh, that fellow who was getting one lakh, you gave him 1.25, huh? I am getting only 60,000 rupees. But now I want you to think very carefully. You are a beggar who was getting only 25 earlier. And if you are getting 50, At the first go, are you not getting 100% jump? And now you have got 60, doesn't that tell you something else? How much do you think you deserve? In today's day and age, when there is so much of coronavirus and things like that happening in this world, all the people in the company You know what is is going to happen to them? There are companies and a person feels he cannot be removed. You know why? I have the ownership of a project. I am responsible. So you see, I am handling that project 100%. And they feel that they are not dispensable, they are indispensable. And one fine day, they're slapped with one notice, get out of this company. And then everybody looks at it and says, but you were doing that project. How can they throw you out? What is going to happen to the, you know, customer and this and that? Well, what do you think of yourself? You're indispensable. You should know that. What an idiot you are when you think like that. Everybody is dispensable. You can be thrown out just like, caught like this and thrown out. Just now, did you see what I did? There was one creature roaming all over the place. We just caught hold of it and threw it out. Got it? It is so simple. You think you are dispensable or indispensable, decide for yourself. You are a worthless piece of junk. You can be replaced by 10 more people in this world because people don't have jobs. If you are getting a lack of rupees worth of salary, 10 people can be employed for 10 10,000 rupees. Because nowadays today's day and age people don't have food to eat. And if you have a job, you should be thankful that you have a job. And don't be such a person who is completely disgruntled. So that is what he says, you should never be discontented. Please understand this statement of mine because everybody is sailing in the same boat today. You may think that yes, I am secure in my life, I am secure in my marriage, I am secure in my world, I am secure in have so much money in the bank, I can do this, I can do that. Did you not hear about the bank which suddenly shut down? Have you all forgotten the lesson of 2008? The biggest of the companies, the greatest of the banks and the companies. One fine day everything went to the dogs. So don't be under this impression that you are indispensable. Anything can happen at any given moment in time. Nations can be wiped out. You don't even know, don't understand and don't underestimate the power of the divine. And the power of this universe, because one day the universe wipes out everything. There is a very big debate going on in India. It is called act of God. Now please think about it. Is pandemic an act of God? You understand act of God is a legal term. Is pandemic an act of God? Do you think human beings are involved in this? they say, oh, there is a conspiracy over there. Okay, there is conspiracy even when, we you know when the whole sea came crashing down. Okay. Remember Moses and Noah and all those people in the past? daro Harappa, one day everything got wiped out, clean. All vanished. And those who want to hear stories about, you know, Nephilim's, I don't know how many of you actually know Nephilim. Anyway, forget about it. The book of Enoch says that. Those were giants, very big giants. And one fine day the gods decided, I have to kill all these giant guys. Okay, all the giants get lost. They went away. It's written in the Bible, by the way. Bible, everybody believes is a true book, isn't it? So, it's written in the Bible, go see. How many times is Enoch uh, mentioned over there? And uh, Nephilims are mentioned over there. Nephilims were giants, huge people. When the human beings interacted with the angels, they created these giants. That is the story. So think why are you? so discontented. Is it important to be discontented? Why is contentment not there? Even relationships we are discontented. You know, we don't even want to be happy in our relationships. We are always looking at the, I have to live with this wife or this husband, I have to live with these children, horrible children. What? and the children are thinking my parents they are a pain in the rear you know what discontentment there are people who are throwing out their you know mothers and fathers out of the houses also yeah that is what happens so discontentment is there so what is krishna saying krishna says the moment you are discontented in any aspect of your life, whether it is money, relationships or whatever, you are a poor man. So poverty means discontentment. The moment you are discontented, you are a bikari, Bikari, poor fellow, a beggar. So all those people who go and stand in front of God and say, God, 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 please give me this. God, 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 please give me that. I want children. I want husband. I want wife. I want money. I want power. I want good health. All you guys are discontented. Don't go and ask God for something like that. Got it? God is not some uh, person who is going uh, dishing out certain things. You know, okay, take this. One for you, one for you, one for you. Okay, give the chocolate to that person over there. He didn't get it. What is this? He's distributing chocolates or what? Don't be discontented. Be contented with what you have, because contented is your karma. You deserve it. That is why you are having it. It has come to you because of your prarabdha karma. Got it? Today I was reading reading about one person, you know. This person has written, karma is not mentioned in the Veda, so it is not true. Great.
1: Well, if God
0: Himself comes to this guy and stands in front of him and says, you know, karma is true. He will still say the same words, you know. It is not written, so it is not true. By the way, Vedas were not written. How many of you know this or don't know? Vedas were never written. Because as a matter of fact, where will they write? And what will they write with? They didn't have iPads, you know, that time. They didn't, didn't have computers also. Or maybe even a slate to write on. The poor fellows were drawing, you know, all kinds of funny creatures on the walls of caves. So whoever is talking about the Vedas doesn't even know that it has been not been written. So what are you talking about? Somebody a couple of thousand years ago has written it somewhere. Okay, good for you. God Almighty comes down on earth. Just imagine. And he says, these are the words. These are the words from the Vedas. Please, listen to them. And our skeptic says, it doesn't exist. I don't know where it is there in the Veda, so I cannot believe you. So, did you understand this? So, be contented. And you will be rich. Opposite of poor, isn't it? If you are discontented, you are a poor fellow. He who is not a master of his senses is mean. How do you master your senses? You know, it's a very interesting thing. I normally keep on telling the people, don't disturb the mind of another person. Suppose, you see, it's like this, when I was a kid, when I was a kid, at that time, I told my cousin, the moment you say Imli, Imli means, uh, what is that, tamarind, okay, my mouth starts watering. As a kid, I told him that. And every time they will stand behind my ears and they will keep on saying like this. (laughs) It is called disturbance. I am hearing the words so I got disturbed. There are certain people who are villains in your life, you know. You have villains, you have friends and you have relatives. Three kinds you always have. One is a friend, one is an enemy and one is a relative. The friend is a good goody friend, goody goody. The person is always nice, you know, because the person panders to you, keeps on putting amul butter. And the enemy might have said one line back to you, so he's become an enemy. And then they are relatives, whatever may happen in this world, they are at the end of the day relatives, you know, I will always go back to them. So it's like husband, wife, mother, father, brother, sister. You always have to fall back on those things. So, there are three kinds of people, friends, enemies and relatives. Well, what do you think now? If somebody says just the name of a person, see, today I met this person, now that person is your enemy. Did you see the Facebook page of this person? Uh, by the way, that person has written, they have gone to America. Oh, The moment that word, the name of the person put you know, goes in your ear, grrr, For what? They are your enemies. For what reason are they enemies? A person who cannot master his senses is a mean person. If you cannot master your senses, if you cannot control your hearing properly, you are a mean person. And mean person is a bad person. By the way, they don't have any place in my heavens. Krishna says these words. You cannot get disturbed by hearing, seeing. Oh, look at that person, okay. Look at the dress they are wearing. What do they think of themselves? They are some Amitabh Bachchan or Shahrukh Khan or some Rittik Roshan? I mean, whatever that might be. Why are you bothered about it? By just by seeing that person, you are getting disturbed? Let that person preen around. What is your problem in life? If you get disturbed by even a vision, a visual, if you get disturbed by hearing, if you do not like the smell of certain things, If you don't like the taste of certain things and yes. And you can say, oh, my face is so rough, you know, I should put something. All these things, you are disturbed in your senses. And this is what he says, if you cannot master your senses, you are a mean person, okay. now. Those who know how mean people are. I mean you have seen all those, you know, college and school movies, isn't it? Have seen that mean person? (laughs) There is always one mean guy or a girl. Krishna here says completely different meaning. He says who is a mean person, a person who cannot control his senses. Which is the sixth sense? Number six sense? It's called the mind. M-I-N-D. If you cannot control your mind, you are a mean person. Why does your mind get disturbed? Why does your eyes keep on wandering? Why does your nose keep on trying to ferret out something? Why does your ear want to hear all the secret talk? It is not good. It's not nice to be disturbed constantly. If you are disturbed, you are a mean person if even this much amount of disturbance is there in your mind or in your senses then you are a disturbed person one who is not attached to sense objects is lordly lordly means you understand rich man lordly great lord lord so and so so one who is not attached to sense objects and the opposite is, if you are attached to sense objects, you are a worst person. One who is attached to sense objects is the reverse of him. He is not a lordly person, he is a poor person, poverty, a poor, absolutely poor person. If you are attached to sense objects, what are the sense objects? Anything that distracts you. Anything that distracts you, any object that is distracting you, whatever it might be. Now when I talk of distraction, it just does not mean good. It means bad distraction also, got it, distraction of any kind, let us say you see that the bed sheet is not folded properly what is not folded properly a bed sheet and immediately you say this bed sheet you can't you fold it properly what do you need some servants to fold it if you see it is not proper you fold it no you got distracted you got disturbed and you are completely upset today morning i was watching a young man a young man of 21 or 22 years telling the world i have so many issues in life you know and he kept on saying, i have add i have this i have that add attention deficit syndrome Come on! All the youngsters are hiding behind this. Hiding behind this. What are they hiding behind? These people are hiding behind some terminologies given in psychology. A person came to me and said, you know, I have a problem with my stomach. Loose motions I always have and I think it is connected to the milk that I drink. Say you are coming to me and telling me that the milk that you drink you have a problem. Lactose intolerance and all these new new words, newfangled words they come up with. I say okay fine. I said drink double the milk come on let us see if you are going to hell or heaven. Nothing happens. It is all in the mind. Do you get the point? That ADD, this thing, that thing, all the big big terminologies that you talk about is all in your dirty mind. Try to control your mind, you will be able to control anything. I have people who will come and show me. Look at my stomach. It is only this much outside. and this. Look at my stomach. My stomach is showing. What is this stomach showing? Did I ask you to eat or did I ask you to not exercise? Have I told you, you are not supposed to exercise, not supposed to walk, not supposed to do yoga or whatever. Have I ever stopped you? When you don't have control over your senses. This is what he says. One who is attached to sense objects is lord- is, one who is not attached to sense objects is lordly. If you are saying, looking at your stomach every now and then, it is only this much out. And you say, look at my stomach, look at my stomach, look at my stomach, look at my stomach. You are attached to that object. Okay. You are attached to that object. That is why you keep on looking at it and keep on pointing towards it. Why don't you have a good healthy lifestyle? Then all that object is not going to disturb you. But you are that lazy bone who doesn't want to have that lifestyle. You can give every day one reason why you can't do this and why you can't do that. So did you see the attachment that is there? Don't be attached to any sense objects. Don't be attached to the doctor has told me that I have ADD. What ADD? You are not ADD. You are a big A D U F F E R. Okay. All these people, they can come up with different, 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 different names. Just recently, one person came to me and told me that they have a problem in their back. I got such severe pain in my back. You know, the doctor has told me my, uh, my vertebra has gone off and there is some problem and there is a hole in it and then my spinal cord has an issue. of the back problem people have the same issue. Way back in time, in in 1890, uh, sorry 1890 I was not there, I I must have been there but I don't remember now. (laughs) Okay, I have to look, look up my database. So coming back to 1990 this person was lying on the bed. I told, I look at that person, I say, you are a miserable fellow man, get up from there. No, doctor told me I cannot get up. Six months later, that man was catching running buses. I looked at him and I said, now what happened to your back pain? You were supposed to be dying by now. You should be dead, but you're still alive. Then I have a couple of more people who came to me and said the same thing. And this surgery costs anywhere between 5 lakhs to 15 lakhs. What they do is, they open your back, they take a fatty tissue from somewhere and then they stick it up over there in the place which is supposed to have, you know, that tissue has gone off or some kind of, I don't understand much of this thing, but and then they become fine. So what are the chances of recovery 50-50? So suppose you are 40 years old and you have this back problem. Your chances of recovery are 50-50. Normally you would have lived for 80 years. Now at the age of 40 only you are going to be lying on bed. Till 80 years. So 40 years of your life. So what is this thing that is there? Most of the problem can be sorted out. And most of it, 95% of your problems are connected to your mind only. If it is connected to your mind, why are you bothered? Do you remember one verse we had done just now in that? Did I say your body? The human body is a home. The human body is a home for rats also. You know in the temple there are big big rats sometimes. Snakes also can come, animals can come, anybody can come. If you are not tending to that place properly, you will find big rats will come. Because you are hiding prasad over there, no. So they love to eat the prasad, so they will come, they will come and eat it. Just like that, your body is a temple. If If you allow it to deteriorate, you will find all kinds of rats. Varmines and everybody is going to come in, they are called diseases, three kinds of diseases, adibhautik, adidaivik and adhyatmik, three kinds of diseases. So all these you can call. call, please come in, please come in, please come in, please come in. In today's day and age coronavirus is coming in, okay, he's a batty fellow, okay loser we call it why batty fellow he came from the bats they believe or pangolins or something like that the government and the world health organization is telling you wear mask properly wear a good mask and don't go outside no i want to go and dance what do you want to dance for i want to go and drink so they showed one place yesterday i was seeing one video as I showed, there are more than 150 people, you know, in one 1000 square feet drinking away to glory. And nobody is wearing a mask. I mean, you can't take this kind of a risk in life, isn't it? When you are told don't do it, don't do it. That is for you to understand. It's written on the cigarette, don't smoke. It's going to cause you a cancer. But the person will still do that. You know the dog with that tail, you cannot straighten it, you know curved tail, you try straightening it. The only thing you got to do is cut off the tail. Then it becomes straight. Then you have got invisible tail. (laughs) You can have it straight or whichever way you want it. The problem is this, we need to control our senses don't allow them to wander around and here he says none of the sense objects should trouble you a human being can be a sense object also remember i was telling you there are three kinds of people friends relatives and enemies if you think of some people as enemies that is a sense object it is disturbing your mind it is disturbing your eyes, it is disturbing your brains also. Nothing is going to be there straight. After that you will get A, B, C, D, A, D, D and all those kind of, uh, you know, diseases that you want, you can get. You can get back pain also and you can get whatever other pains also. Because you are a pain yourself. But why are you getting disturbed by people? Likewise, why are you getting disturbed by objects? Why are you getting disturbed by things in this world? Oh, it's very hot, you know. And after some time, it's become very cold. Don't get disturbed, doesn't matter. So he says, Krishna says, one who is not attached to sense objects is Lordly person. Is Lord like Krishna himself, Krishna was the Lord, you know. Lord Almighty, and if you are getting disturbed, then you are not a lordly person. You are a poor person. You are a commoner outside the gates. Get out. Good. So we have come to the end of this verse. We will start the next verse where Krishna is going to talk something different. So we are doing Uddhava Gita chapter 14 verse 45. Here Uddhava, I have fully answered all your questions. Well, what is the use of dilating on the characteristics of merit and defect? Defect is distinguishing between merit and defect and to be free from both is merit. Did you get it? Krishna says, I have answered all your questions, You all those questions which you remember, I mean most of you will not remember. You have only what, RAM memory, huh? no hard drive. So yeah, I will, re- do you want me to remind you? Any which way, understand that Krishna has explained so much, okay. Now, after he is explained to Udava, he says, Udava, see, I have explained all these things to you. Okay. Now in this world there are merits and demerits. Merits means what? Pluses. Demerits means what? Minuses. So there are pluses in your world and minuses in your world. That means what you want, plus or minus you want. So he says, What is the use of dilating on the characteristics of merit and defect? So, why do you want more and more these kind of questions? This is exactly what I ask people. I tell them. Somebody came to me and told me, you know, do you know Guruji? What you said is not correct. Rama didn't do this, Parshuram never did this, And is like this. So I said okay after telling me yeah yeah it is written in some storybook one of his friends told him that it is written like this and what you said is not correct Uh, very good very nice sir it is good to point out mistakes because you see when i'm speaking also i'm making a lot of mistakes grammatical errors they have this called the grammar nazi they have the grammar nazi they'll say Guruji, your English is useless. You know, you don't even complete your sentence. Oh, the grammar Nazis are out there. They will be in, they can come in droves if they have to edit my videos. They say, this fellow doesn't even know how to speak. As long as I'm conveying to you, I think it's enough, isn't it? Sometimes I use one story and I twist it in 25 different ways. Have you seen that? Do you know why I do that? Because if you cannot get this as an answer from that story, then I have to give you another version of it, In another version of it, In another version of it. Do you know all our knowledge is like that only? There is Shruti and there is Smriti. Shruti are those Vedas and all that. Upanishads, Vedas, all those are Shrutis and these are stories. What stories? Some sage somewhere down the line thought that y'all are idiots. Now how do you teach an idiot? So he said you know the only way of teaching an idiot is a story. So I will write one story, okay. So he wrote one story. So in one story he said you know I don't have to teach these people about you know divine that kind of love you know divine love and all that. So I am not going to talk talk about divine love in this. I am not going to describe that person over here. So in one of those smritis, he never wrote about this person. In another smriti, the other person said, "I want to talk about only divine love." This another sage over there. So he says, "I am going to write a story about this person existing." Now you know whom I am talking about? Radharani. So in most of the big scriptures that we think of, Radha doesn't exist only. Well, Radha doesn't exist doesn't mean that she is not there. And in some scriptures she is very much there. So in the stories sometimes you include a character, sometimes you don't include a character. So it is for idiots in the world to understand the story. So in some places Radharani Rani is not mentioned only. Doesn't matter. See, how many of those episodes you have seen of a serial? Okay, now you have seen there are serials going on for 10 years, like Seinfeld and all that, I'm sure you know about it, okay? So many serials are going on. Sometimes the character disappears and then the character appears in the next after 20 episodes. You know that or you don't know that. Does it mean that the person has removed the character? No, 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 no. The writer has said now we will not take this character as an you know, important character. We'll just put this character at the side. So in some places in the Smritis you will find that that character is given more importance. And in some places the character is given not any, no importance at all. And he is removed out of that book only. So Sukhdev Goswami didn't want to trouble, frankly speaking, didn't want to trouble Parikshit. Parikshit, poor fellow was dying, you know, see the guy is going to be dead very soon. So what do you want him for? You, you think I should tell him? Uh, stories about Radha and Krishna, not necessary. That's a different track. So Sukdev Goswami said, okay, I am not going to talk about her. So he just said, okay, there were some gopis. Then there was a principal gopi. He just said that and finished it off. Whereas in the Brahma Vaivarta Puran, the person says, do you know there was a Radha There was this one. There was that one. And he introduced a thousand characters over there. So is that person right or this person right? Well, both are right. Depending on the situation, you introduce a character or remove the character. Got it or no? So if in one movie, part one, they have one character and in part 2 the character only is not there, they will put one picture of that person over there and say, oh this person died you know. Okay, the person is dead because you have one picture over there. Why? So do you get the point? The Smritis are stories given to you, why are you finding faults with it? Likewise I am a storyteller. what is the main essence of this spiritual thing? The spirituality is all about knowing the true holy scriptures and knowing about God from the Guru. The spiritual master takes you to God by giving you stories like this. Got the answer? So the person who came and told me, no Guruji you are wrong, I told him how many way you want me to twist the story I will twist and give it to you. In one story I'll make Shiva the Almighty God and in another story I'll make somebody else's Almighty God doesn't matter to me. In sometimes I will say you know Parvati is the highest and sometimes I'll say Mahalakshmi is the highest doesn't matter. The idea is to reach the spiritual domain the goal the ultimate goal. So stories are created by spiritual masters for idiots to understand. And the idiots do not have the right to come and tell that you know you are wrong. Because these are called stories. You know Parshuram did this. Who cares? It's a story. Parshuram might not have you know done that but he might have done something else. Okay, so big deal. So this is the meaning. So merits and defects, don't bother about these merits and defects. So he says, defects is distinguishing between merit and defect. You are trying to find a defect, you are distinguishing between merit and defect. There is merit on one side and there is defect on the other side. But here he says, to be free from both is merit. Don't bother finding defects and don't bother finding merits. This is good story. You know that Babaji from that place, he has given this story. So that story is correct. This fellow he is giving all false stories. That is why he is wrong. No, there is no right and there is no wrong. The answer is when you are not disturbed by merits or defects, And you are going straight on the path of spiritual towards enlightenment, towards liberation. Your spiritual master is going to give you different, different stories for understanding purpose. Because how do you teach a young man? How do you teach a young woman? How do you teach a child? Only the spiritual master has the knowledge how to teach them. So he can twist and turn and make the stories in his own way. And there is neither merit nor defect. That is the reason why human beings have the dichotomy in their mind. Oh, today I heard this. Yesterday he was saying something completely different. That is because the situation demanded and the master is knowing about it. That is the reason why he says to be free from merit and defect. To be free, not even getting bothered about this merit and defect and only following the path of spiritual is called merit alone. I hope you understood this. So don't try to find faults. Okay? It is for people to know. And that is why the Guru concocts stories. That is how the Smritis came into the picture. The Smritis are stories. Stories for People who have ignorance to understand the truth about spiritual. Got the answer? So we have come to the end of verse 45. And the end of that particular chapter. Next week we will start a new chapter. Chapter 15. It's a very interesting chapter. You have a great week ahead. And take care of yourself. And good day to you all.